This is Fantasy Flicks League. With your hosts, Ryan Meharry, Mike McClendon, and Amy Ruffle. Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Flicks League podcast. This is the only movie analysis podcast that lets you in on the action. Guys, if you want to get in on the action, you can go to fantasyflicksleague.com. You can start a league today. Actually, I don't know if you can write this second because our 2019 season is now over and we're sort of transitioning over to 2020. But uh, I think by the end of this week, you'll be able to do that. So go ahead and get going. Uh, guys, I'm Ryan Meharry. No... Amy Ruffle today. She's got tonsillitis and refused to spread it. And uh, no, Mike McClendon, he was at that mysterious wedding that he refused to go into details about last week. I found out more about it, and I, I promised I would tell you guys what it was, but um, once I found out why, I'm not allowed to say I can't. So anyway. <laughs> uh, but with me today is uh, my good friend, Greg Gallant. Greg, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. We're in my uh, my living room, which I think we've only recorded here once. Uh, it's it's weird for me. I don't like this. <laughs> it makes me it makes me uncomfortable. I would feel I would think it would make you feel like too comfortable. Like no, I, I feel like I need I like being in a space that. Um, I, I mean, yeah, maybe that I'm, I'm so comfortable. It's making me uncomfortable. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the same page. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to feel like you're... It's like the same reason people can't get work done at home because you don't feel right. like you're in like a working place. Yeah, no, it's not the right environment. And this is work. Yeah, this is work. This, this is, is work. I'm working so fucking hard. Dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, I got to... <laughs> we got to talk about the Joker for about... 25 minutes might as well be in a friggin coma (laughs) yeah (laughs) um uh yeah i mean you just want to jump right into it there is as far as movie stuff goes there's fucking like nothing to talk about yeah because box office there's no like no new movies were in the 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 highest grossing new movie this past week was something something called don't let go i don't (laughs) even know what that is yeah me neither uh finished 14th 14th at the weekend box office. That's ridiculous. So, oh, so the top 13 were all movies that were... Holdovers. Holdovers. Wow. Yeah. What's number one right now? Angel has fallen. What? It's like Gerard Butler and... Oh, I thought that that franchise was in the shitter. They're still making money on those? I don't think it was ever not in the shitter, but yeah. Quality-wise, but I thought it was also in the shitter financially. No. I think like budget, like it's got a, a pretty small budget. Um... Yeah, they, sure. Butler's not getting that big of a check. Yeah, he's not getting that as much as he thinks. <laughs> as much as he thinks he deserves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this is the third one. Have you seen any of them? No. Has fallen. No. Uh, what was it? Olympus, London. Yep. Yeah. And then now Angel. What does Angel even mean? I don't know. I guess what does Olympus mean? London is, I get. <laughs> yeah, London makes sense. All yeah. right, I get London has fallen. Wait, was Olympus like a, it was like the president, right? It was like the code name for the president? I think that's what this one is too. Angel is like I a person. I wonder if it's the Pope. Because that it makes sense. Because it's religious. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a Da Vinci code means yeah. London has fallen. Did, Actually, I'm going to see that. <laughs> yeah, you're into it now? Yeah, now hey, did you it. hear this thing about the Pope getting stuck in an elevator? Did you hear this? No, I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, it happened the other day. <laughs> well, Alec, did you hear about it? 
Yeah, it happened. <laughs> I thought that was the start of a joke. <laughs> like, uh, no. it's, it sounded like a like a Leno joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, sorry, but I had no follow. I just uh, <laughs> just thought it was interesting that it happened. Oh, that's a bummer. I mean, like with other people, obviously the Pope's probably never alone. Yeah, I wonder what it's like for him when he is. Yeah, it's gotta be weird. Do you think he ever just like cries? <laughs> like for his own like personal pain? <laughs> He's gotta, right? I mean, cause you're, you're carrying such a burden of everyone else's too. I know my sister is a minister and I feel like it's, it's like you have your own stuff and then everyone dumps their stuff on you. For you sure. become like a lightning rod of people's pain. But I'm like the same way I'm sure a therapist would. Like, Yeah, but I think with a, like a therapist, you're sort of trained in that mm-hmm. a little bit. Like you learn how to yeah. kind of separate. But, but do you get that sort of training for as a minister? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like... Yeah, maybe they're getting so much training in just like the Bible and biblical history and religious history and all that stuff, but not like, but then 99% of the job is like dealing with people on a personal level. So I'm, I'm sure they go through some, and if not, you're learning on the fly yeah, pretty you'll, quickly. You'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some point, she's you very talk. good. So, uh, are you religious? I'm not. No, not really. How does that work? <laughs> uh, we're, we're cool. Yeah. Do yeah, you guys like, cool. ever, I mean, like, like debates? No, not really. I mean, maybe a, a little bit when we were younger, but um, no, we're, we're everyone's very chill about it. I, you know, I grew up going to church every Sunday. Yeah. Um, boy, this angel has fallen really <laughs> yeah. spun me into a weird. Yeah, I love it. No, I grew up going to church. I don't uh, anymore as an adult. No, very it does. common of a like Midwest kid who moved to L.A. Yeah, uh, and then. But now I'm I'm working on a show about a church. <laughs> so, oh, okay. like, yeah. So, it's, like, causing me to revisit a lot of those, like, stories and sort of get back in that headspace. Uh, tell us what show it is. It's called Perfect Harmony for NBC. It's okay. going to premiere. Um, it's going to be Thursdays at 8.30. Ooh. Premier. Thursday night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My CTV. Yeah. Right between the good place and Superstore. So, hopefully, we're good. Oh, uh, nice. Who's in it? It is Bradley Whitford. Oh, yeah. Anna Camp. Anna Camp. Anna Camp's from like Pitch Perfect. And gotcha. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And then um, I was mostly a fan of hers from her turn on Kimmy Schmidt, which was so so funny. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, Timberly Hill, uh, Will Greenberg. Uh, let's see. But Whitford, he's the big. He's the yeah, big Wh- fish. Yeah, Whitford is the lead for sure. I heard he's a really nice dude. He's been very cool so far, and um, I met some people who worked on his last show and spoke very highly of him and. He told us, so he came in and had lunch with us a couple of times, told us some great West Wing stories. It oh, was yeah. all fun. It was <laughs> oh, great. That's great. Um, cool. Uh, let's, let's, we'll just crunch these stupid numbers real quick. Uh, so yeah, Angel has fallen, finishing, uh, the weekend with $11 million. This was the worst, uh, weekend of the year. Really? Box office wise. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that. I, like, who am I going to call uh, for this? F- uh, Greg. <laughs> I guess we can get Galani in here. Um, Oh no! It's the second worst weekend of the year. Ah, cool. I would have had Matt, uh, Matt for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to like make a joke, and I was like, "Who do I do for this?" And yeah, then yeah. I, I wish I'd have thought of Mastriani because yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> he's a fun punching bag. He's funny enough that he knows you're, yeah, not, you're not serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. can take a joke. Uh, Greg, James, and I are all very big football fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a big Steelers fan, yes, sir. Uh, so is James. I'm a Chiefs fan and I should say I'm a lifelong Chiefs fan I feel like 
bandwagoners are going to start hopping on soon and that's never happened in my life no no not even with the royals when they had their brief time in the sun it was too quick it was so quick it was just the year they lost and the year they won right yeah and it was over and if anything i was probably i mean i mean like i grew up a royals fan quotes but like i didn't really follow that closely until they were winning well, you would have been like a baby when they won in the 80s, right? I was one years old. Born? Yeah, you were one. I was, <laughs> I was a baby. I remember it. Do you remember? Yeah, I'm so distracted right now, just like waiting for football. Yeah. It is funny. It's like the, you're saying it's this real dead period for movies, and it's also that dead period sports-wise. Yeah, August is, is the only, worst. Yeah. Baseball is just now getting to like the ramp up to the playoffs. Yeah. But I feel like most of the teams are pretty much figured out. Like, I think the AL wild card is interesting. And other than that, every, and like yeah. the NL Central is interesting, but whoever loses will be the wild card. So it's sure. It, it's not super exciting right now. And then, of course, no, like fucking, even Team USA basketball is lame. Yeah, they have no fucking bad. star player. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just what, Donovan Mitchell? Donovan, I like that they have like role players and stuff like Marcus Smart. Like that's cool to me. Yeah, it's exciting. A thing that's always missing. But yeah, it's like our center is Harrison Barnes, basically. Oof, oh boy. <laughs> like they're going real small all the time, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's Donovan. They lost, right? They lost to Australia. They lost to Australia. They won the other day. Donovan Mitchell kind of stepped up. I can't remember. I feel like someone else is. Who's like the big star on Australia? <laughs> they're the big three are Dante Exum, Patty Mills. Okay. Joe Ingles. Okay. And Matthew Delavadova. Oh, right, yeah. Delavidova. And I guess Exum would be over there, too. I assume, right? Yeah, but he's never quite materialized in the NBA. Yeah. But, but I mean, how many great Australians could there be? Hey, Amy's not here. She's Australian. Oh, yeah. She would like, I'm sure she would love this. And I think she's she's like in the 10-man rotation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Australian <Amy's>? basketball <laughs> yeah, team, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah she, did, she was in some uh, G League and then... Uh, but never really. Yeah, she never quite popped. <laughs> yeah, she never really popped. In the States. Yeah, I think her and I were talking about that game. When I saw Amy and you at Mike's birthday. Oh, that's right. And we were talking, it had just happened, I think. Maybe yeah. we were talking about that. I was so mad. I was mad at Amy. Because <laughs> <laughs> My- the last time the USA didn't win, the. Well, I don't know about like FIBA stuff, but the last time they didn't win the Olympics was oh four, and yeah, that was that really- Argentina, right? It was yeah. Manu Ginobili? Yeah, they took third. They they, they got the bronze. Yeah, um, and they were like super underachieving, and uh, and then it lit a fire under them in oh eight, and they fucking just destroyed yeah. everyone. I mean, great. that was like Bron, like peak LeBron, peak LeBron, Kobe. That was the redeem team, right? Yeah, the they redeem team. The redeem team. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, but uh, I mean, was, was young KD have been playing? I don't. He, he might have been Derrick Rose, probably. No, was Ro- I mean, Rose would have been a rookie that year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he might even yeah. Chris still, Paul probably, but yeah, then, yeah, for sure. For oh, sure. Carmelo Wade. Yeah, yeah the whole yeah. banana boat. Yeah, the whole banana boat was hanging yeah. out. <laughs> Gab Union. Gab Union, she was playing. Yeah. Um so like how are you feeling about the the Steelers? I, I feel like I'm where I was telling texting you this, like just trolling the people who listen to this podcast specifically for movie stuff and I just want to talk sports. Yeah. <laughs> Fine by me, man. Yeah. I like clearly was not super plugged into the movies that are out right sure. now. Sure, I mean who is? 
I uh, I'm all about succession right now. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, football wise, here's the thing: I am not. I don't think I'm as optimistic about the Steelers as James is. Well, let's t- let's talk about James for a second. <laughs> <laughs> James is like he's so optimistic. Like every year for the the Steelers, I feel like yeah, and he. He's always sex like it's like I heard uh <laughs> he's got like some plugged in source over at uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, he does. He does deep he dives does. on everything. He might be the most like involved, like active NFL fan that I know in terms of like consuming every big piece of info. And he always will you know, he's always telling us about some like undrafted practice squad dude who's unblockable yeah. right now. Yeah, in yeah, camp. Unblo- unblockable. And, like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and sometimes the, they turn out to be legit. Yeah, so. he's right. Uh, yeah, and sometimes always, they're Anthony Chicolo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I was like, sort of proud of myself on being like a pretty informed football fan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, James blows me out of the water. Yeah, James is is intense. So you know, and I tended to, to trust him, but I just feel like I just feel like last year was our last big shot. And then, you know, like A.B. losing his mind at the end of the season. Yeah. Torpedoed that. I think I was the only person in America who guessed the first Mask Singer. Because I was watching it and I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking Antonio Brown. And that's why we had to miss the playoffs so he could do this. And I was like half joking. Was it confirmed that he was going to be on it at some point or no? Like He had to have known. Like... I don't know, uh, like the exact timetable, but it aired right. It like aired. I remember. I remember you being pretty blown away and like sort of weirdly predicting it. I did. I had because yeah. like everyone that I worked with at the time uh, on my last show was like, we got all into the Mass Singer for like two weeks, and yeah. then it was it was crazy how much we all loved it at first, and then how quickly everyone fell off but, for sure. But I was in the text thread. I was like, my guess is Antonio Brown. And, but like for the Mass Singer, we, they didn't give like a roster. Like here are all the possible celebrities. No, no, it was all just they just like gave vague hints to football and like right, yeah. Ugh, I was like, what NFL guy would be doing this right now? And I was like, it's it's gotta be AB. Was that was that pretty devastating? (laughs) Like, yeah, if uh, if it looked like Travis Kelsey, it would it would bum me out a little bit. Yeah, well, Well, he's done his own reality show though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just I feel like that was our last shot because now I feel like our defense is finally there. Yeah. Our defense is finally like Devin Bush. You know, I think a couple years ago when Chazier went down, it was so devastating to us. Right. Other than Ben, I couldn't think of a player who was more important to it. Like Brown, Bell, like Chazier yeah. on our defense. And like to go up against Gronk, he was, you know, that was like what he was designed to do. For sure. Yeah. Just- and like... Losing him fucking destroyed us. And then Gronk, as always, just ran rough shot over us. It's kind of what it was like for us and Barry. Like, Barry yeah. was great. Like, he could shut down Gronk and then not having him nah. and having, like, some weird, like, um, taped together version of him in the AFC Championship game last year was such a bummer. Yeah. I mean, like, we are, we finally, we got Devin Bush to fill that role. We, yeah. we, because our secondary has just struggled since Troy lost the step. Like yeah. it's been a long time, and guys have sort of been busts. Like Artie Burns feels like a, officially a bust now, and yeah. and other guys. And like now, 
it feels like Joe Hayden, like, just got a new contract. Yeah, he's he played he's pretty good. well last year. Yeah. He's not, you know, in his prime anymore, but I could see him making like a Woodson-esque move to safety at the end of his career or something. But he, like, and then we, we've got a couple of these guys that are going to do the hybrid safety linebacker. Like they brought in yeah. Mark Barron, and I think Edmonds, Edmonds does that. Yeah. And like, it just feels like the defense is finally there right when the offense. I think the offense will still be good. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just window. James sort of um, like talking me into but i did you know we, we do our like yearly predictions and I, I was doing mine earlier and uh i got going to the afc championship game wow yeah uh and losing to the chiefs I yeah. Assume. yeah yeah but it's not even a homer pick for you now like that's my no, money i've the never chiefs, i've never picked the chiefs, the chiefs to win offense all. this year is gonna be it's to be pretty nasty insane yeah going back to you were talking about Artie burns being a bus do you feel like animus towards like bus like when they're on your team like do you like have like a per- get really angry at them no i don't you know you know what's always bugged me across all sports is when a guy's a bust and then he goes somewhere else and starts playing well oh like a that Ebron? bums me out like yeah uh off the top of my head like reggie bullock had a great year on the Pistons and then Lakers last year. Sure. As like the exact type of player that every team needs. Like a right. three point shooter who plays great defense. And I was like, he couldn't crack the Clippers like 12. And the more we talk about this, the more I'm going to reveal how my sports allegiances are all over the goddamn map. Yeah, no, I'm trying to, yeah, it's, you're like a Braves Clippers. Yeah, I, so it's Pittsburgh was the closest big city to where I lived in Ohio. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and I feel so. like you dodged I, some bullets there. Yeah. Oh, really? I have so I have Steelers and Penguins and I have an affinity for the Pirates but I grew up watching every Braves game on TBS Yeah, and then when I got to LA I was getting a lot more into the NBA and I had as a kid kind of followed the Hornets like the logo I I think because of Space Jam and because Muggsy Bogues and I were the same height when I was in fifth grade or whatever (laughs) and and then I kind of followed them in New Orleans a little bit and Chris Paul became one of my favorite players and then I landed in LA around the same time he did and it was and I everyone a root for anyone but the Lakers so yeah um so yeah so Reggie Bullock was one and then like for the Braves I remember we got Nate McClouth from the Pirates one year and he was fucking so good for the Pirates then so bad for us that we traded him off to Baltimore and he was so good again and I just like that's what gets under my like I don't have animus for a a bust God at Chiefs games like people would be get so angry at guys who were just like he was never good like he got here with I guess he had expectations sure and they didn't live up to him but I remember like this one dude this cornerback that uh, played for the Chiefs Eric Warfield uh, just this one guy. It didn't matter <laughs> what was going on, but he would go, Warfield! Just like, <laughs> he could be, the offense could be playing. He'd be on the sideline. It didn't matter. He would just, like, Eric Warfield was always just the object of this guy's uh, wrath. <laughs> they love a, a scapegoat. Yeah. And I also think, like, maybe Kansas City is the same way as pittsburgh is but i'm guessing that this fan you're talking about is white oh yeah and i'm guessing that warfield is black oh you better believe it and boy do pittsburgh fans love to hate a like a young black guy who makes a lot of money oh, and yeah. doesn't oh, deliver yeah. for them yeah, like, yeah can you marcus peters didn't go over great in kansas city can you <laughs> like it's so like it's i hate 
I like I hate that sort of. It's not even like subtle in any way uh that's weird sports racism where like yeah like white wide receivers are like the fan favorites or like, uh-huh. real gym rats yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah they, they play the game the right yeah, way yeah. Oh, it's the fucking worst um who's that you guys is it switzer mm-hmm. yeah i do does everyone just love him <laughs> Pro- uh, yeah yeah I mean, fuck, I kind of like him, though, so now I'm re <laughs> But I loved it because I was like, I was just like, God, let anyone but Antonio Brown run back kicks. Oh, yeah. He's great at it. Yeah. But I just don't want, like... Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth having your star player run back kicks, in my opinion. Like, yeah. It's just, like, such a risk. Yeah, I'm okay for whatever reason with letting them keep... Tyreek Hill doing it. Yeah, because he's so fucking special. He's, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just too dangerous. And you got to keep him out there just so that they'll try to punt away from him. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, I guess to me, Hill started more as like, I guess Brown started more as a returner too. But yeah. so, so I have this major aversion to buying jerseys. I think we might have talked about this, but yeah. I had. The last couple, like, Braves, not even full jerseys, but, like, jerseys that I got. Jerseys? <laughs> what is it? Shirt, t-shirt oh, jerseys. Oh, you, sh- you know, t-shirt yeah, I guess jerseys. jerseys. Yeah, yeah, just, like, playing 100% cotton. And then- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, like, $25 instead of 100 yeah. Um I got Jason it's Hayward. It's a commitment, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Jason Hayward, who immediately, like, broke his jaw getting hit with a pitch and then, like, was on the DL for a while and then got traded. Yeah. I got Chris Medlin who I think was a Royal for a bit, but he like had yeah. come back from Tommy John, then won like 20 starts in a row. And then I got the thing and he got Tommy John a second time and never pitched for us again. And right. then, and so I had always been like, I'm not going to buy, I should just vintage old players. Yeah. That's what James is always is like. And I, I'm going to break down and do that. But I finally, cause I just got like an old throwback Braves Jersey from like the powder blue Hank Aaron stuff that oh, had nice. no name on it. That yeah. was so cool. Except, I got it online and I just, you know, saw the front and back and sure enough on the fucking arm is this like racist patch. Oh god. This low, <laughs> awful Native American. Yeah, I'm like, it's like god. running with a tomahawk yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's like old Chiefs logos like that. And Oof. I'm like, ooh, buddy. The old Indians. I mean the current Indians one is <laughs> yeah, yeah. rough, but the old one is with like it. Not Jesus the... <laughs> Christ. Um uh, yeah, it's it's crazy as as much as the Washington football team is like the worst named of all of them. Yeah, I guess they they haven't had as bad of logos as a lot of other teams. I feel like. I mean, yeah, the Cleveland Indians one's pretty bad. The the Washington one is not good. <laughs> what I'm not even picturing. It's just like it's an it's a. It's a very almost like kind of well drawn Native American oh, face. It's like, like photo real. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it just feels it feels weirder. Yeah. <laughs> like like the Indians one is like bad caricature, like tasteless. This one is more, more bizarre. <laughs> it, it, it does feel reverent in a weird way, but it also I, feels so yeah. gross in that the what the team's name is. Uh, I, speaking of jerseys, so I literally today, I just, you know, got back in town. Uh, I ordered a Derek Thomas, um, nice. uh, like th- old throwback jersey. And, you know, I, it said extra large. And I was like, okay. I mean, I know jerseys sort of run big. Um, and it's like this one I've been like looking for for a long time. It's like a, like a, you know, that 75th anniversary with that, that patch, you sure. know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, 
tried it on when uh, I got it, and it's like a fucking wedding dress on me. Uh, <laughs> like, it's so goddamn did, big. It's so huge. Yeah, I had the same thing. I was. I brought up jerseys to connect it back to say that last year I was like, I'm gonna buy a Steelers jersey because my old, my other one was a Lamar Woodley jersey. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't age. Some which, of them, yeah, they don't. Yeah, age at least well. he he had the sack that closed out the Super Bowl win. Uh, I liked him because I like uh, another one of my weird sports alliances, Michigan, and okay. so like he was Michigan and Pittsburgh, so I snagged that jersey back then. But I was like, I'm gonna play it so 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 safe with my Steelers jersey and get Antonio Brown. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I curt like, Wait, what am I doing? They're finding new ways to shit out. Uh, I am. I, I also ordered a Mahomes jersey and I am very anxious. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't like that. I did it. Yeah. But, but you got it. Man. I got it. You yeah. don't have the history that I, yeah, but also true. I got an XL and was swimming in it. Well, you and I have both lost some weight in the yeah. last couple of years. And yeah. like, yeah, I am swimming in that thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, for our picture, I'll, I'll wear the jersey because it is insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like, uh, I've got other extra large. I have like such a fucking, it's just such a, like what a sad history of chiefs. <laughs> like my, my chiefs Jersey collection includes like, Dontari Poe, which was like my favorite jersey for a while. Ooh. Derek Johnson, Dexter McCluster. <laughs> that that one's maybe the saddest one. You love to get that. Like he was like a scat back. Was he like one yeah, of those like factor backs? Pump, yeah, punt returner. Um, he was like uh, he would be the guy who like when Jamal Charles was hurt for three weeks, you wanted to own him in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. People would always get him because. I, he would have maybe like one really cool highlight reel punt return for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And you would think, ah, oh, this will be the year where he becomes sort of like a real weapon in the offense. But, uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> Who the other, was you guys Jackie battle? Was that you guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that's a, that's a blast from the past. Jackie battle. I love it. I feel like you do a whole history of the NFL as told only through backup running backs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who had their brief moment in the sun? Like a like a Wendell Smallwood. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, yeah, <laughs> he's kind of a current guy. Matt Asiata. Matt was Asiata. He was Adrian really big. Peterson handcuff. Yeah, no, D- uh, Toby Gerhart. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he had his moment in college too. I mean, it, so in fantasy flicks, you don't really have the that equivalent, right? You can't handcuff a movie essentially. No, uh, no, but you get like you have a little bit more control or say on like kind of how it's gonna do you know mm-hmm. um like you can get rid of it if it's not gonna do well but if you sink like a high draft pick into something that's supposed to be pretty big but then kind of like shits the bed then that's kind of where you get screwed but Gosh. yeah you can't have any anything that's like a real insurance policy what so the new season's about to start up you said yeah for 2020 i'm i know you don't want to talk about fantasy flicks on the fantasy flicks no podcast. never i want to talk <laughs> i want to talk more jackie battle uh, <laughs> i'm just curious like what's who who's the adrian peterson uh, is it joker oh for so this is so that's for that season this season's over for okay. 2019 so joker fell in the last season yeah gotcha. yeah, yeah so since there's only what, you know 3 4 months left uh, this year um, this it's kind of too late to sort of start a season, really. So, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So we play for the most part for the whole year. So like so now, people already are drafted for, the movies that are going to come out at Christmas. And yeah, stuff. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So now people are going to start drafting for 2020. So who was the the number one pick last year? Avengers. 
Endgame. Uh, Endgame, sure. Yeah, sure. and Star Wars. And it delivered. It delivered. It delivered. It would be the equivalent to like Adrian Peterson's like MVP year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just fucking dominating. What uh, What are the big things next year? Because there's no Avengers next year, right? Like next year, this year was kind of we blew our load a little bit because like so much big stuff was coming yeah. out. Next year, it's like um, Black Widow, the Black Widow movie, Eternals. Um, there's a new Minions. <laughs> that'll pretty, do that'll do that'll yeah. do minions bafo <laughs> yeah don't worry about minions do you Min- throw the word bafo around on this not funk? enough <laughs> not enough it's gonna do bafo box office we yeah. gotta <laughs> it's, it's it rolls off the tongue really well <laughs> oh and ghostbusters and wonder woman this stuff but like not nothing of like the what's powerhouse. the ghost it's the ghostbusters is is dudes again it's sequel oh it's, it's, it's like ghostbusters women? three. Oh, cool oh with the original dudes. Yeah. Hmm. I could see a problem or two there. <laughs> uh, you mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, One of them's dead. Yeah. Well, Harold Ramis is dead, and uh, it's going to be weird if he's not a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll say Egon moved away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's pretty... It sounds like everyone's kind of going to be back in some capacity, but they won't necessarily be kind of the 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 main dudes. Gotcha. Um, it sounds like I mean, they give it to the why don't they should give it the Creed treatment. I think that's it's sort like of kind of what move it sounds them into the like. Mentor role. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, and it's like uh, a family or something. I know that Finn Wolfhard is going to be in it. That's one of the stranger kids. It's one of the stranger kids. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Finn Wolfhard. Uh, uh, Alec is holding up a headline that says, Finn Wolfhard says, quote, unquote, faithful Ghostbusters 2020 is a, quote, beautiful film. Hmm. We're, we're starting to sour on old Wolfhard, aren't we? <laughs> what? So it's faithful to the originals, but... A beautiful film. It's a beautiful film. When a 12-year-old's telling me that the, yeah. the new summer blockbuster he's going to be in is a beautiful film, I'm like, That's all right, weird. buddy, you go away. Terrence Malick's Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah wow. I guess, uh, like, Nick and Brad, <laughs> did you see that video they did? No. It was, I guess he's oh, got, like, a yeah, band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just making fun of his band. Fuck. <laughs> I love those guys. Yeah, super funny. Um well, we can look ahead because we do have like at least something big coming out this week. What's that? A little movie called It Chapter Two. Oh. Are you a horror movie fan? You know, I'm not a huge horror movie buff. I Gunnigan. saw Midsommar. We oh, talked yeah. about this because you <laughs> yeah. and I both recently guessed it on uh, Our Our Neighbors Are Dead. Yep. Campfire Family. Yeah. Uh, and I was like immediately thought fuck what am i gonna do because i haven't seen a ton of horror movies i know they get out of strictly horror sometimes but i was immediately like the ring i loved the ring when i was a teenager i fucking had a legitimately insane crush on naomi watts when i was 16 year old really i think when you say insane like 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 i was obsessed mentally not well (laughs) it it was the only time i had like a crush on a celebrity in a way that you would have a crush on a girl you went to school. You know, I like, I wanted to marry Naomi Watts. It was, I look back because on of that. The ring? And, yeah. Of all things. And probably saw that one she, scene from Mulholland Drive many, many times. Yeah. Uh, that's an, that's an odd one because she's, 
It's not like a glamorous, not a glamorous star. Like the age difference, like it wasn't like a like a Britney Spears necessarily. No, no, no. she was probably like in her mid thirties. It's definitely like, like a mature, like a, a woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, I, w- I look back on that and go like, that was fucking weird. Yeah. What do you think was going on? I don't know. <laughs> I, I vividly remember like early in the movie, she changes clothes. <laughs> you like that? She's just in like a black bra and panties and that was you formative like that. for me. <laughs> in, the, in, uh, in the ring? In the ring. Oh, that, yeah, weird. Weird. Brian Cox though. Succession. Yeah. Tie it back <laughs> in. Yeah, there we go. Uh, uh, weird kid in it. Weird kid. And that trope of... I was talking with someone recently we were trying to, it was like a list of things that only ever happen in movies and never in real life and one of them i think is ki- calling a parent in to talk about a kid's disturbing artwork oh, which yeah. is a hundred percent a part of that and the other one the other big one is video wills oh yeah <laughs> because and i get it because reading a will is boring as fuck on yeah, screen and if you've got a good actor you want to see you know what yeah, i mean but like them deliver this news has that ever happened in real life have you absolutely. ever heard of anyone doing a video absolutely will? not no, no it's i not, feel like i don't think it's legally binding <laughs> in any way. Like movies invented that yeah and it's a stroke of genius but yeah, yeah. um but so i thought immediately i'll do the ring yeah mastriani had just done yeah it. yeah yep, and yeah. then i saw midsummer with my girlfriend and i was like Oh, this is perfect. I'll do this. And you had just done yeah, you yeah, and, I mean, you and I mean, Amy I did, did Midsummer. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Well, it's good because at least I didn't have to try and figure out a Swedish accent in like 24 hours. Sure. But, yeah. Um, we just said, oh, no, we're American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Amy was like, oh, no, I'm Australian, but I live in <laughs> So I wound up doing Green Room, which had been in my queue for years. Yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it and did that and had fun doing it. But like, I, yeah, I just, and that's even like horror adjacent, you know, it's, it's like, like a slasher. Thriller. Yeah. But I, uh, but Amy had only, like, Midsummer was like the first horror movie Amy had ever seen. Really? I think so. See, I'm not that <laughs> unexposed <laughs> to horror movies, but I feel like I, like, I've missed the boat on all the, like, conjuring and those type of franchises. Oh, right. I mean, I love Get Out. Uh, yeah. Shout out Bradley Whiffer. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, that's like so much funnier than your average. I was just shocked at how funny Midsommar was. It is. It's like 90% intentionally. Joke. Like, like, uh, <laughs> the, the comic relief dude, the shitty broy friend. Yeah. And then 10% like unintentionally funny in a couple points, but, right. uh, like all the gore. Yeah. Like the, the, the old people <laughs> falling was yeah. fucking insane. It was like, it was so like viscerally intense that, you kind of like my natural response is to just sort of like nervously laugh at it because it's so insane. Oh, tons of people were laughing. Yeah, it's like it's so. Uh, so it chapter two. Did you see the first one? I did not. It's uh, it's uh, based off a very long book, right? Yeah. So is the tome. second chapter more from that source material? Mm-hmm. It's oh. one. It's the same story just split in half and the book ah. it has kind of like a natural split where it takes the, the, the they first... jump ahead to when they're adults right yeah, yeah. yeah. um i r- randomly which scars guard is the clown dude i don't know <laughs> i can't i can't keep them straight it's not so bill? I, I think it's bills alexander's the 
elder the elder yes, scar the one scar. we all have, i've been a fan for a long time since yeah. generation kill okay uh yeah he's the big little lies villain yeah okay so that's stellan he's the eldest so, well, St- no stellan's the dad oh, alexander's the yeah, eldest that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah stellan is the elder scars guard yeah and then like the elder statesman scars yeah the father and then alexander is the oldest and then so, i can't there's like another s one and then bill bill and then uh and so bill's, I, bill's good in it he's good, good. As, so i randomly stuff and volter there you go and bill <laughs> bill is a real outlier in yeah, all these i games. mean alexander and, and bill I mean, I wonder if Gustav and Walter are like, well, yeah, their careers are a little better than ours. I got, I got to deal with fucking being Walter <laughs> or fucking Gustav. I uh, had this really weird. Maybe my first year or two in LA had a really weird Hollywood night that I kind of then was like, oh, this will happen to me all the time, and it right. never does anymore. Where I wound up having dinner <laughs> or having dessert after. Uh, after Stellan Skarsgård's wife's birthday. Oh, okay. With like 12 people. Yeah? And like, how, did you, how did this come about? This was a girl that I knew, kind of knew, like we were nearby towns and like our mothers were friends. And then we were at college at the same time and didn't really cross paths much. Sure. And then she was like, I'm in LA for the summer staying with my aunt and uncle. Like, let's meet up. And we, we went out and I picked her up at this amazing loft in Abbott Kinney <laughs> and her uncle is Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, wow. Like, you know... And were you a fan at that point? I fucking was like, I know who this is. I yeah. know who this is and I couldn't put my finger on it. Oh, crazy. Alex was... Alexander was not there who I definitely would have recognized right away at that time because that was right around when I watched Generation Kill. But the other kids were there. So, like, they were like... It was like... Bill Skarsgård or whoever like showing Stellan Skarsgård videos of Family Guy on their phone and him going this is great <laughs> and it was yeah! so weird like that is very- he's such a serious <laughs> but I fucking put my foot in my mouth and was like I was piecing together the- I was like he's an actor I fucking know and I was like so you're finding a lot of work in the states <laughs> <laughs> I mean he was literally there filming Girl with the Dragon Tattoo yeah and he he was this is gonna sound like shitty but like the way he said it was charitable to me and deflecting of him being like he's like you can imdb me later that sounds like an asshole thing but i swear in the context the way he said it was like a cute fun thing to bail me out he was sort of yeah he was like uh and as soon as as soon as that because this girl did not warn me at all (laughs) that cool she yeah she should have given you and when we went out afterwards she's like sorry i should have braced you for that but like uh his uh, as soon the first thing that popped into my head was Goodwill Hunting. Uh, oh, uh, because of Stellan. Yeah, I mean, as like, I was like, oh, I fucking know who this is after right. I said it, and yeah. the first role that came to me was Goodwill Hunting, and then <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and then Avengers and all that. But like, I, uh, I remember I was you know I'm like 23 and want to be a writer, and at one point he was. It, his wife was shit faced and he was a little drunk, but yeah. the best moment was uh him going like I need to do a I need to do a role where I have like a disability. <laughs> 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 and he's like, My friend 
My friend uh, okay. Colin. He's like, my friend Colin just won an award for playing a guy with a disability. <laughs> Colin Price. I was like, I know who you're fucking talking <laughs> yeah. about. It's like a month after the Oscars. Wait, for King's Speech. King's Speech. Oh. <laughs> and, and he goes like, and I was, you know, so I'm like, hey man, I'll write you, I'll write you a movie. I was like, I'll write <laughs> really? you a movie. Yeah, oh no! <laughs> well, and then he, he goes, sounds good. He's like, sounds good. He's like, what disability should I have? <laughs> and, and his his drunk wife, who's way younger than him, goes, how about incontinence? <laughs> and I was like, oh no, are we laughing at this or no? <laughs> yeah, and then everyone else laughed, and I was like, okay, I'll okay, laugh. Good, 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 good. <laughs> but it was great. Um, you know, he was, I mean, that was weird, but he was, they were very <laughs> Such nice. Such a weird, it's like, I need to do this. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's how you win awards, I yeah. guess. I'll be deaf. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I uh, can't hear. Okay. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I still talk normal, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, it reminds me of um, when I first moved out here, my brother was living here and he ha- was graduating from USC and um, he had his uh, college graduation party and uh jennifer lawrence was there holy shit um but she wasn't famous yet mm. and so like i don't remember her i don't uh like have remember i just know i was at a very small intimate party with her and like could not remember like didn't know and it bums me out uh, <laughs> i wish i, I would have known i heard a nice thing about her i i worked with a guy who wrote on the bill engvall show oh yeah, yeah which like she her, was on yeah that's her first big thing and then she went and did winner's bone and everything changed yeah, yeah. which is a fucking great movie yeah that movie's I awesome fucking love it's, it. that yeah. cast is so loaded every small role john is Hawks like garrett so- dillahunt and john hawks and yeah. um dale dickey uh did you see leave no trace no that's the the follow-up right mm-hmm. yeah I think I went in expecting it to be too much like Winter's Bone, and it's a very different movie. But ben, what's that director's name? Uh, name? Deborah Granick. Granick, yeah. Yeah, she. It's it looks great, and the two leads are amazing. That the the girl who's like fucking thirteen is so good. Yeah, like she, she goes toe to toe with Ben Foster, who's one of my favorite. I think one yeah, of the most good. underrated actors. Yeah, love. Fucking Angel and X Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just fucking isn't he in the fucking not Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the big video game that they made into a movie a few years ago. Uh, fuck. What kind of genre I'm blanking. Video it's an game? RPG. Why oh, I- uh, oh, uh, uh, Warcraft. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like blanking on like the most famous video <laughs> yeah. game. He's in that too. Right? Is he really? I Is he, he like one of the, like the goblins like the or whatever or something? He's like the lead goblin. <laughs> but Hell or High Water is like such yeah, one great. of my favorite movies. Um. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, winners. Oh, so the thing I heard about Jennifer Lawrence was that like this guy saw her at like an award show or something years later when yeah. she's now an Oscar winner and everything. And he was not even like the showrunner, just like on the staff of that show. And he's like, oh, should I say hi? And she was talking to like studio heads and like the heads yeah. of agencies. And he's like, ah, I won't. And then he walked away and she goes, oh my God, Mark. And she like left that conversation to come over and say oh, hi so to him. And I, that made me like, I was like, you, you hear so many shit stories about celebrities yeah. that it's really nice to hear a nice one. I think Stanger trained her for a minute. Oh yeah? Yeah. That makes and uh, he said like, she's awesome. Like he, I think the kind of the vibe he got from her is like that she is so like confident and like comfortable and cool that is like, intimidating and she was like 
19 at the time. And it's like, yeah. there's like this like self-assured 19, like uh, this 19 year old with like the self-assuredness of like a, someone like middle age, like uh, just that's, I mean, that's probably like, I've, I always say that like, from what I hear and in my experience, like a list celebrities do not treat people like shit. It's like B list celebrities that wish yeah. they were A list celebrities and yeah. they think if I treat people like shit, people think I'm A list. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, she's, she doesn't need to treat people like shit. <laughs> like, I've always wanted like a, to do like a blog. I don't know. Do people do blogs anymore. Uh, but I just want like people could submit like stories like, hey, I, this is my encounter with this celebrity, like good or bad. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll, we'll post it and people can kind of decide if it's real or not. <laughs> like, uh, that feels like a podcast, right? Holy moly. Uh, can we, uh, I, uh, this video will states that, <laughs> that this is copyrighted now and this is our, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm actually going to do I would that. actually listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. I will. When you do it, have me on. I'm all right. Yeah. I mean, I blew one of my best ones. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to have people sort of submit, uh, via email and, I'm into this. All right. This yeah. is a new podcast I'm going to do. All right. Uh, Give like, me credit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Points. Just, yeah, I, I mean, I guess points. we should... Do you want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Cool. laughs> All right. So, this is... Uh, should this be the first episode? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this is... Uh, what, what should we call it? What should we call it, Alec? You're the, you're the producer. <laughs> you excited for a new Wait, workload? Gallant. 14 minutes. Hold on. It's Gallant and Meharry. We call no. <laughs> we it's the Gallant Meharry zone. We call it GMZ. GMZ. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it stands for Gallant Meharry zone. <laughs> yeah, this is the Gallant Meharry zone. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, it's called Gallant Meharry. What is it? What is it? <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's we, GMZ. People submit uh, stories about famous people. <laughs> Oh, okay. I didn't Is get that, that from, play the, on from the DMZ. No, yeah, no, 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 no. TMZ. You know. <laughs> oh, we yeah. do talk about the demilitarized zone in <laughs> yeah. Korea too. Anyway, so it comes out. <laughs> Uh, this podcast is going to be a real thing, by the way, just so you know, because I'm into it. We'll, yeah. we'll give it a whirl. Uh, it chapter two. Uh, it's supposed to. It's going to. Looks like it's going to do big box. It's going to do. Bafo. Buffo box office, my man. Uh, what else we got? That's kind of it. Nice. That the title bothers me. Uh, it, it chapter two. Yeah, just because like when you got to talk about it, you know, don't know, yeah. yeah, and like, uh, but no, that's the only major release. I mean, the first one made like a hundred twenty million dollars opening weekend. That's huge for a horror movie. Um. I mean, but horror movies are also like the most reliable bang for buck thing, right? That's why there's so fucking many of them. Yeah, Cause you can make like, them cheap. You don't need a big cast, right? And like the audience, there's usually like a, there's a dedicated audience. Like there's people who love horror and, and they then we'll see every horror movie. They, yeah, they don't care if it's good or bad necessarily. When, when I guess even like the conjuring and all those, like they don't have that big of stars, right? Like you get so like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Yeah. So Patrick that, and Vera. great actors. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But like, I wonder like when you see a legitimately huge actor in a horror movie, I'm always like, are they just doing that for points? Um, cause to keep it low budget, I would think you wouldn't be able to pay them a shit ton, but then like you just maybe. bank on it being a good bang for buck thing and take, Back like, who are, you, who are you, like, thinking of? I don't even know, like... Like, who dipped their toe into some, like... Sandra Bullock. Oh, like, doing... 
But that's probably a completely different model on Netflix, though. Rose Byrne? Rose Byrne? Sure. Yeah. Which one did... She just did one, right? Uh, I'm thinking of Sinister? Or The Conjuring? Yeah, I get all... Those all run together for me. But yeah, she's in something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like her... Where she's at career-wise, like... Not, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, yeah, kind of slumming it by doing a horror movie. No. And, like, the horror... Like, they're getting, like, good... Horror's in a good place right now where they're getting getting like young, cool, talented directors. And so mm-hmm. you can be in kind of like a um, well-received cool. horror movie. And I mean, getting Patrick Stewart for Green Room was crazy. Yeah, and he's fucking good in it. Yeah, I mean, he still can tell he's British. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him at UCB when he did The Show's Not Funny with Mary Holland. Oh, and, that's like, right. He was so funny, but it was very clear that for like two minutes he was trying to not have a British accent and then just gave up. In the show? <laughs> in the show, yeah, in the scene. You it's know? so funny that he can't do it. I don't think he can. I mean, <laughs> He's like such a respected thespian and mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't. Mm-hmm. He can't hide the accent. Um, so usually every week we do a, we predict what we think it is going to do or like uh, every week we predict what the, what it chapter two is going to do at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> well, then this feels like a huge week. Yeah, it's finally <laughs> building up to this. Finally. This is our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the show, the show, You're the website. Are going to do a follow up? Nope, nope. The show, the website. It's all done after this. Um, so it, I think the first one made a hundred and twenty three. Opening, opening week. Opening weekend. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and guess that it's um this new one is gonna do just a little short of that. I'm gonna say one, really? yeah, I'm gonna say one oh six. Hmm. I think it's gonna do more. Whoa! <laughs> I think I'm saying I feel like it's the sequel. This is like a sequel that people want because like the book is, you know, it's it's not like, a, oh, we did well. Let's fucking throw a sequel yeah, together. This is like a very much like a continuation of the same story. Like it's. Yeah. Sad. And I feel like those to me tend to do a little better. And also like you're describing how dead the movie landscape is right now. Yeah, so I'm no gonna, competition. I'm going to say 145. Whoa. Okay. Okay. I don't think. Yeah. That's not crazy. I don't really. I don't make like box. Out. The only time recently that I like even weighed in on anything was a few years ago I was working on a show and we all watched the trailer for Sausage Party oh yeah the Seth Rogen <laughs> yeah like, I thought that movie was gonna be huge it was it wasn't huge I mean, or was uh, it I had a bet with a coworker, and the over under was a hundred million and I was like give me the over and I won oh okay I was like that'll definitely make a hundred million dollars it did not wait what, what is it oh wait <laughs> it made- I mean it's opening weekend or total it was total what? It made 97. Wow. Maybe For maybe they said something like 75 or something and then you took the, I thought it was 100, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, maybe it was 50 or something then. Or yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. would have been a good bet. I uh, mean, 97 is pretty good for like an R-rated... Uh, yeah, coming off, I feel like it was just like the post-head landscape. Like, yeah. give me an R-rated childish <laughs> movie, like animated or fucking teddy I bear. Mean, yeah, I thought that uh, because of that, like it was going to do... Bafo and Bafo <laughs> and the <laughs> well, I you know what I feel like killed that little tiny genre was the F- Melissa McCarthy Muppets thing. 
Happy Time Murders. Oh yeah, yeah, that shit. That was like it was because it was like a lot of like let's get puppets or animation or cartoons and get be the dirty fucking as puppets shit. fucking yeah. coming and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this one fucking puppet's fucking jizzing everywhere. <laughs> now that's that sounds like a movie. Yeah, we. I remember <laughs> <Or> a podcast. <laughs> yeah. A podcast where you just say, and by the way, we're puppets. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, we're puppets, and we're we're fucking <laughs> picture us as puppets. <laughs> yeah. Or this yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> Don't picture us. Yeah. Picture I'm, puppets. We're saying swear words, but what you got to understand here is that we're fuck. We're puppets. All right. You, know, you don't usually see that. Um. Yeah. I remember Mike and I saw. I think we saw like Deadpool 2 or whatever and um, the trailer for Happy Time Murders uh, mm-hmm. came on and I'm, I looked over at Mike it's like utmost uh, confidence I'm like that's going to be big <laughs> that's, that's going to be huge you would have thought you would have thought and Mike was like nah I don't, I don't think so man uh, Amy's, got a, Amy's got a guest for it too can I borrow the mic for oh yeah sure uh, I was just texting with co-producer and co-host Amy Ruffle, uh, asking her what her guess is for what it makes this weekend. She said, a hundred, is that crazy? And I said, no, that's the lowest guess. She says, okay, I change. 125. <laughs> so Amy's going conservative, okay. right, right dead in the middle. Uh, yeah, I'll text Mike real quick and see if he'll get back to me and, uh, with his, uh, uh, Does, is he texting in that yurt? I know, yeah. Who's in a fucking yurt for this wedding? Um, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I feel like I would love to stay in a yurt, but the doing it at, like the stress of attending wed- attending a saying. wedding is very stressful to me, and I feel like that I would like to have like a hotel room where I can get dressed and decompress. Right. It, be, I hope. I hope it was black tie. Yeah. <laughs> they had to stay in a year and it was black tie. Well, I saw, you know, he was, he looks snazzy in his, like a blue suit. Oh, I blocked I Mike say. on all. Oh, yeah, media. yeah. <laughs> I, I only got Instagram so that I could look at Mike. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I want to no. see what he's up to. I, I don't, I don't really care for Mike. So I, blocked <laughs> him. I think that comes out on the podcast. Yeah. I yeah. think it shows through that you don't like him. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't care for the man. <laughs> known him a long time and just uh never warmed to him still keep him around <laughs> yeah uh keep your friends close <laughs> do a podcast <laughs> with your enemies, enemies. <laughs> uh should we should we talk about the biggest thing in movies right now uh, the rock yeah he's huge <laughs> this guy is gigantic wait how did hobbs and shaw do not great really like solid fuck um i'm such a stand for the fast and furious franchise oh really man. yeah oh man we should add you on like did you like hobbs and shaw i did mm. i liked it i'm not into them i had fun yeah i can't get it doesn't they don't grab me for some reason do you just lo- do you love like uh here's who i fucking love statham no. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I thought, like in one of the last Fast and Furious movies, the scene with him on the plane with the baby and the car- in like the bassinet was yeah. like so funny. Um, I like I watch Fast and Furious movies ironically, sure. But then sometimes, like Ludacris and Tyrese, I'm like, this is legitimately good comic relief. Yeah, I'm laughing like a- with <laughs> this movie and not at it. <laughs> yeah. But who I fucking love is Vanessa Kirby. She, oh yeah, yeah, she's so good. good on the crown. I fell in love with her then. Then she was in the last Mission Impossible, yeah, and kind of stole the middle of that movie. And then she's so fucking good in this. Yeah, she's like, yeah. It, oh, I'll say this: it almost seems beneath her. Yeah, well, but here's the thing: in the last Fast and Furious, Helen Mirren's 
presence in the Fast and Furious universe, I feel like, has really opened the floodgates of who could be in Fast and Furious. Sure. She goes for it too it's like the in the in Hobbs and Shaw I was a little bummed that she was played a, she was playing a little more of like the emotional heft of it but yeah. I, well, I guess if you have Helen Mirren sure like I uh but like when she was in the Fast Furious and she was just kind of there comedically yeah I thought it was so like she went for it she's like I'm gonna be a Guy Ritchie movie character like low class Cockney oh yeah 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 she's their mom yeah she's Statham and now Vanessa Kirby and the guy before his mom and she got like her first fucking line is like you have until I finish my tea and I'm fucking thirsty. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm, blo- oh, I'm bloody thirsty. That's what it was. I'm bloody thirsty. And I was like, I fucking love this. Who would be like Meryl Streep would never. No. I mean, Elba was a great get. I love Idris Elba too. Like the cast. I, for the that, I was cast like, really. Elbow. Who's yeah. Elbow? They got Elbow. Elbow is my Muppet character. And Elbow comes big. <laughs> this fucking guy is fucking named Elbow. Tickle Not me, like Elbow. Elmo. <laughs> no, it's legally different. Uh, she. So, like, yeah, I just. The cast was so tailor made for me. Um. I don't know who would I mean fuck it so I, I'm stealing this a little bit from the, they always do great how did this get made episodes about Fast and Furious where they usually have Adam Scott on and yeah. they had a big brainstorm I think at that point where they were like what if like fuck why not like fucking Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> Fast right. and Furious because Charlize Theron was like went for it so hard as the villain in that movie like yeah. she like big not just famous people but like good critically acclaimed people, people are who've doing delivered it like killer performances yeah like if you can get in day lewis i've always wanted i mean i i don't like snl but i've always wanted daniel day lewis to host snl oh, yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> it'd be so surreal and weird yeah but uh it'd be great i because i think he would be from i think he would be insanely funny in like that leslie nielsen way of like i'm a dramatic actor and if you give me funny material and i just play it so seriously in deadpan yeah because like leslie nielsen was like a shakespeare guy and then he starts doing like zucker brothers movies and it's yeah. like the same exact approach to the material <laughs> yeah and if you trust that's why that's what i feel like john ham does too yeah like when he does comedy he go, he just takes it like very seriously and it's so funny to me i i know this uh what did i hear oh so yeah like <laughs> one thing about john ham though that i've heard is that he, he thinks he's very funny. <laughs> I don't I, I just, uh, I remember hearing the story, like some people were, he, he was like a guest for some like show, I think at like San Francisco sketch fest. Oh yeah. Well so, he used to do comedy bang bang all the time. Yeah. And he was like hanging out backstage and he was like riffing a bit. Uh, he was like trying to do like a Boston accent and stuff. Oh. And people were like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Uh, there's a crazy one where like Nick Kroll does his like Telemundo DJ sort of ca- morning show character on and and John Hamm like shows up late for the episode and then they they immediately like pimp him into playing like that guy's brother and John Hamm rolls with it does like and clearly speaks fluent Spanish because <laughs> oh, he's like cool. rattling and I was like holy shit that's crazy that's like, cool like he clearly like knows his way around speaking Spanish and it worked oh that's dope uh, I think he's a Chiefs fan he's very a very big KC guy yeah yeah well I know I he's a Royals he, fan yeah I think he's from um, 
Oh wait, he's no, more like St. Louis Cardinals fan. Yeah, he's he's a Cardinals That's fan. That's what it is. I think he like, claims more St. Louis, but I thought maybe he might be Chiefs. Yeah, well, there's no Rams anymore. Uh, you know who's a a big Chiefs fan? Who? Henry Cavill. Ah, isn't that cool? Who was <laughs> a great villain in that last Mission, Mission Impossible? Impossible? Yeah, he's dope. Yeah, yeah, the 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 whatever that. That arm thing that he does, where yeah. he like, yeah, he cocks his arms. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's cool. I sometimes I walk around sometimes and, and do that because <laughs> it's so fucking badass looking. Um, that was I'm a I'm a bit of a late adopter to the Mission Impossible second phase Mission Impossible. Similarly, where they're like they're late. They've they've done a Fast and Furious thing where now it's like this is going to be so big. I guess they started off much bigger than Fast and Furious did, but it yeah. even still feels like they made a big leap in terms of like the scope and scale and action and, I think, and, and the quality of the the movies also. Yeah, um, like I think they, they got better directors for the who did the first one was it Brian De Palma? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then John Woo did the second. And then the third one was, was somewhat Abrams. interesting too. It was Abrams. That was yeah. the Philip Seymour Hoffman one. Yeah. I'm gonna hurt her. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was good. He was he was the best villain they've had. Yeah, um, that movie wasn't that great though. I was talking to someone about Big Lebowski the other day who had never seen it. Yeah, and I was rattling off the cast, and as I was doing it, I was like, "Yeah, that's insane!" Like all the small roles are like Oscar, like Julianne Moore. And yeah, even like the tiny tiny role for David Thewlis, who I love. Oh yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, he's so funny in that. Too. Yeah, he's just like laughing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. When I, I was like, man, that Philip Seymour Hoffman's so fucking good. He's so that. good. I was, I was like, I caught the end of Boogie Nights a couple nights ago, and mm-hmm. uh, he's so funny. And he's like, I don't know, you guys, I'm worried. <laughs> and, like, Mark Wahlberg freaks out on him. Um, he's Philip Seymour Hoffman was very funny. Oh yeah, he hilarious. didn't get enough credit for that. Uh, I feel like uh, he's legitimately the funniest part in a long game poly yeah the basketball scene yeah the right? basketball scene's hilarious um rain. <laughs> <laughs> which i guess that's the same thing of him playing it very straight and seriously although i guess he's not deadpan in big lebowski though like he's yeah well he's kind of yeah, his like flop sweat laughter is yeah. like, when Tara reads like I'll suck your dick. Ah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um oh, I wanted to talk about Joker. Mm. What are your so everyone's in love with it. Everyone's talking about how great it is, and then now there's like weird backlash that it's uh that it's dangerous or whatever, and then it's like an incel movie and um that all feels very stupid. Uh I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I can see myself being annoyed by the movie. Uh, just like I could see it being up its own ass a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Joker has always been like the best villain from the Batman world. Like, oh, for sure. I think far, he's, he's the right? best villain. He's like the most just like. I love Killmonger, though. I love Michael B. Jordan. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the best part of Black Panther was that they gave the villain the right point of view. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if he Killmonger didn't do like right. one or two things in that movie, you could argue that he was the hero. Yeah, he's better. <laughs> and like he convinces Black Panther by the end. Yeah. And I was like, that was genius. So I, I, I feel like for me, like 
the most important part of any superhero movie is the villain. For and sure. So like Dark Knight and Black Panther are two of my all time yeah favorites. And it's like, always been kind of like a Marvel an issue with the Marvel movies is just like kind of unclear villains or like unclear motivations and that's why like my I was in a minority I think in that I liked the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie better. Uh yeah, you know what? Because it's Kurt Russell instead of. The villain in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie is the blandest, it's worst villain I've ever seen. Who is that? He kind of looks like Marilyn Manson. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's just like I don't know what his fucking point of view is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, there's like kind of um, actual emotional stakes, you know, tied to uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Thanos is like Thanos has an interesting point of view. He's good. Yeah, and I subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah, you're into it. Genocide, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not enough food for everyone. Um. <laughs> I'm not getting enough food. <laughs> so Joker. So, I mean, yeah, but it's always seems dicey to me to try to make the villain the protagonist. Yeah. In what way? They're like, are you going like to... So just, we're going to be rooting for the Joker? Like, just like an anti-hero movie, I guess, sort of. Yeah. I I feel like that's probably like where the incel controversy thing is coming from. It's like, yeah. it's one thing when this is the bad guy, but now if you're kind of making him like the good guy. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it sounds like it's... A lot of people are just saying it's sort of a Scorsese kind of Kings of Comedy taxi driver ripoff mm-hmm. a, a little bit. Um but like, uh, like Travis Pickle isn't necessarily like the good guy. No, no, no. Uh, and so, if it's, I mean, I'm just I'm curious to see how it's pulled off. Is it like, like people latched onto that Heath Ledger Joker? Yeah. A ton, like in. Hmm. Um. Anyway, it looks all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. So wait. So there's they. Uh, Leno or somebody does in the trailer. There's like a talk show host who talks. It's uh, De Niro. Yeah. De Niro. De Niro's in it. Oh, shit. Have you not like seen any like that? I, I, I watched the trailer. So De Niro plays a talk show host. Yeah. Who makes fun of him on TV. Yeah. For what? What did he see of him? He saw like him I doing stand up or yeah, something? Yeah. He, he, he does like some stand up and then. And like his stand up's really weird. He goes, All my life, people told me I would never be a comedian. Well, now who's laughing? Oh, yeah. Well, they're not laughing now. No one's laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he's trying, like, they're trying to make him like an Andy Kaufman sort of. Maybe, I guess. And then he goes, oh, You got that right. And it's like, Well, I think that was the joke he was just trying to make also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought the same thing. Like, yeah. It's like, uh, Yeah. You think he's sort of stealing his punchline? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's Todd Phillips, right? Yeah. Which is weird. That's a, has he done anything like that yet? No. This is his first stab at this. He's trying to add a McKay. Yeah, I think so. Like, if it works for Adam McKay. Yeah, but like, I feel the, the, the other thing that's sort of like making me apprehensive about this is that it does feel like such a Scorsese kind of ripoff. Um, it does just look like King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Whereas, like, Adam McKay, I think, definitely, like, carved out, like, his own unique voice. Like, he became kind of an auteur, you know? So unique. Yeah. yeah. I remember my parents, We I watched Vice with my parents. They had not seen The Big Short, and they their fucking minds were blown. Like, I prefer The Big Short, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I guess if I had seen Vice first, 
like they were like i've never seen anything like that like right because they hadn't i was like you have watched the big short it's the same sort of style but like all the like the way he's telling the story and all the weird little devices that he goes into like the shakespeare bit or the fake ending in the middle where they roll credits credits, my parents were like fucking blown away by yeah that. it's neat it's cool it is yeah like yeah. it's too too i thought the fake ending was the funniest part of the movie <laughs> like, yeah it was really good uh people some people like to shit on him a little bit i like sometimes i, I think he's like it's not as funny as he thinks it is at times to me it just like it's starting to, it's already starting to feel like i'm just reading an essay about dick cheney that's been right. turned into a movie and also i thought it was a crazy ending where they tried to like bring in the wildfires and everything i was like so we're putting that on cheney <laughs> like but but i enjoyed Fuck it, it why not <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it though um and it's it is wild every time i watch succession that i'm reminded that it's produced by mckay and farrell and gary oh Sanchez. really yeah. i haven't watched it oh dude it's got a colkin in it so that's pretty cool it's a it's a slightly slow start Okay, how many is this the second season? The second season's airing right now. I gotcha. mean, I I was pretty hooked right away. Half hour or an hour? It's an hour, but okay. it's very funny. Right. It's a lot of like playwrights writing it, and oh, okay. it's like very insanely rich people, who none of whom you're really rooting for. But it's I feel like it's I was talking about this with someone the other day. It's still very fun to watch because I it's like us getting to see like uh uh Coke Brothers or uh mm. like trump style family and they it's like confirming our suspicions that they are all just shithead idiots who were born into it you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like they only know how to just maneuver amongst each other yeah, yeah, yeah. um like kieran Culkin especially is like such a fuck up idiot yeah but he's fun to watch like, yeah it does look fun like uh, the little like you know commercials i've seen yeah sarah snook is gonna get emmys she has to this Sarah Snook. she's the redhead uh she's the sister there's three brothers and a sister and she's so fucking good okay. it's crazy she's been in anything else no i had never seen her a lot of these actors were new to me um other than brian cox and culkin of the main people i didn't really know any of them yeah uh, but it's weird then like carla from scrubs shows up a few times <laughs> <laughs> uh but yes high heavily recommend it it's it's slightly a slow start because like they kind of start off with one character a little bit sidelined and when that character comes back to full force yeah it's like oh this is the show gotcha uh but yeah i feel like so many hbo shows do that start a little slow and then uh, but by like episode four it's off to the races you're in big succession recommend okay I'll get down on it. Uh, real quick, I did want to talk uh, just for people playing at home. If you're looking, so like all the um, film festivals have started. Mm-hmm. And so we're finally getting kind of reviews on what could possibly be uh, some Oscar-y movies. Uh, just some quick Metacritic scores. Uh, if you guys haven't seen yet, Ad Astra got an 81. That's a good Metacritic score. What's which one is that? That's um, is that the Brad, Brad Pitt? Pitt is an astronaut. Yeah, yeah. he's an astronaut. That's all you need seems to know. like it's wild that it hasn't happened yet. What him he's playing never been an astronaut? An astronaut. I know. Um, he's also he's never had like a. Um, oh fuck! My computer just died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whatever. Okay, Ad Astra's got an eighty-one. Also, apparently, uh, the two popes is really good. Oh, okay. And um, who are the titular two popes? Uh, Anthony Hopkins plays, I think, Pope 
Benedict, mm. and then I'm forgetting who plays uh, Francis. Jonathan oh, Price. You'll love him. The high sparrow and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I can I hit you with a hot take? Please. That's why we're here, right? Absolutely. I don't think Anthony Hopkins is a good actor. Whoa. Uh okay. I think he is just that guy, that creepy weirdo that we love him as. Because and here's what I'm basing this off of. I saw just the trailer for the movie Howard's End, which yeah. is a British period piece from the early 90s. The Merchant Ivory thing. Yeah. It was... Uh, first of all, there's uh, okay. like multiple boom mics in the fucking trailer, <laughs> which blew my mind. <laughs> That's like, pretty insane. <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah. That's the thing we I choose. Th- it might have been a weird thing where like this was on YouTube in like the, f- the frame or like the... Um, ratio had changed or something and that's yeah. why you were seeing it but it was crazy to me but there's a moment in the trailer where Anthony Hopkins is trying to be like fun and flirty and normal with a with Emma Thompson or someone and it's so insane it's like he can't do anything that resembles like a normal human being <laughs> right like if you wanted to do a scene where he like picks up a woman at a bar just by being a little charming or self-deprecating or something like it. no fucking way no and and i realized like oh maybe he just is maybe I like he's just anthony man. I, he's just hannibal and westworld like he just think- and the devil or whatever like he <laughs> might just be that guy <laughs> Uh, I don't even think he's the best Hannibal Lecter on screen ever. Mads Michaels in that? Yeah, yeah. I thought his was a little better, a little more new. Not so. I mean, Cartoony. Anthony Hopkins is a blast to watch in Silence of the Lambs. And that but, movie fucking holds up. Yeah, it's a great I love movie. that movie. Um, Although I, my new observation about it is that every scene for the rest of the movie should have been her telling people. You won't fucking believe what happened to me. A guy threw cum on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, that she didn't done. bring that up constantly. The rest of the movie, like yeah. she went into work at all. <laughs> like, yeah, I would, I would be like, you know what? I'm gonna take some fucking mental yeah, health hiatus. Fucking like, someone threw cum on yeah, me. Yeah, I got jizz tossed <laughs> like on my forehead by a fucking inmate. <laughs> yeah, a loon. <laughs> Whew. Uh. Great. So you have a podcast with yes. Devin, Devin Field. Field. First hand. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Season one is available on Campfire, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, so basically it's a people presenting like a... Uh, so yeah, each episode is a different historical event. Yeah. Uh, and we interview... Uh, people in character, mostly, uh, you know, all of our funny friends from around UCB in character as someone who had like a small role in that event. And then Devin and I, as we always explain it, uh, are the hosts and also Forrest Gump type figures who happen to have been at every major <laughs> event. So we always had a, a role in it too. Um, so like our first episode was the moon landing and Ego Wodium, uh, played Buzz Aldrin's high school sweetheart and oh, Jacob <laughs> Wysocki played, uh, an alien who, who had <laughs> set up a Rube Goldberg machine on the moon and the landing triggered it and he didn't get to see it go up. <laughs> so, like, that's the range. I feel like that perfectly encapsulates that like, the range of character bits uh, from grounded to crazy and amazing. He's like, uh, he's an alien. <laughs> with the Facebook 
we did a Facebook episode, and um, Dan Lippert and Ryan Rosenberg were the Winklevoss dads, which is <laughs> one of my favorite character bits of the year. So, uh, so the t- two Winklevoss brothers have separate dads. We spend about the first ten minutes of the interview trying to suss out what it means, <laughs> yeah, and Winkle- it comes down to them saying that they were born daddies. <laughs> uh, so yes, firsthand, it was so much fun to make, and um, I hope people are you doing more. We are doing. We're recording the second season now, um, and we're uh, the second season is slightly different in that we're each episode is following like a historical figure, less so than like one specific event. So gotcha. we've so got cool. You do seasons, yeah. <laughs> I like. I, I, I think Teachers Lounge, the Big Grande podcast, was like a big inspiration for both me and Davin when we were talking about it, and they yeah. had done that. They're not quite doing it anymore, but like that season structure, I think, is fun. And we there's like also a very definitive serialized arc in our first season. Oh, that's great! In a way that I like, but also then like some people would just suddenly pop in and listen to episode seven, and I'd be like, (laughs) "Fuck!" Like it's gonna sound so insane. Um, But yeah, so we're doing season two so far. We've done Andy Warhol, Jane Goodall, and Steve Jobs, and (laughs) so we'll have some more. uh, That's so funny. Yeah, so firsthand. Check it out. Uh, and can we follow you on Instagram, Twitter? Yes. Uh, Twitter at Gallant Greg. Instagram at Gallant Greg 10. I'm pretty new to Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's You pretty much tell by my presence there that I got on there to promote a podcast. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's basically all I do. Yes. I never... It's like, what What am I taking a picture of? I don't know. To see it. Yeah. I, but like my, I was like, I picture... I posted a picture of a dog that I met at a park that wasn't even like someone I knew's dog. Yeah. And a picture of my girlfriend. And then the rest is <laughs> just, and the caption for that was like, I don't know this person. So like <laughs> someone I worked with was like, did you just post a picture of a random one? And I was like, yeah, I like yeah. people thinking that. Uh, yeah. You got to sprinkle in like yeah. personal ones. So it doesn't feel so much like a, uh, yeah. a promotional tool. Uh, I hope she's well, not thanks on for coming me. on, Greg. Uh, uh, yeah. Thanks great for having to have me. It, you did. Um, oh, and perfect harmony. Thursdays, NBC. Oh, yeah, that's right. Coming yeah. up. Uh, when does that start? Um, oh, I should know that. It's like September 26th or something. Sounds about right. I feel like weeks, it's always September 26th. Yeah. It always is. <laughs> yeah. It always is. The new season starts September 26th. Yeah, or, or the 18th. <laughs> yeah, or the 18th, yeah. Uh, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Flicks. You can go on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Fantasy Flicks League. And go on to iTunes, why don't you? And rate and review and subscribe and give us five stars. I'd say we've earned it. And if you don't... Oh, also, if you, uh, we still... No one's done it yet, but if you give a reminder, if you give us five stars and you happen to see me out in public and you come up and you show me the five-star review you gave, I'll, I'll give you $20. <laughs> that's, that's the deal. So uh, no one's done that yet. Uh, but you can't... It can't be... Uh, Friday nights at 8 at UCB. You can't know I'm going to be somewhere and like <laughs> catch me. You have to find me in public. Uh, find me like out in the world. Uh, uh, oh, wait. Can I plug one more thing? Yeah, please. GMZ. Coming, oh, yeah. coming soon. <laughs> GMZ is coming soon. Coming uh, we got to set up an email address. People can start submitting uh, yeah. stories anonymously. Uh, and guys, go to fantasyflixleague.com. I believe 2020 season, you'll be able to start doing probably by the end of the week. Uh, so get on it. And we'll be talking about, uh, we'll be previewing that in the, uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, all right, guys. Bye.